1: This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey.
2: Good morning. Welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Saturday morning as a cold fronts Starting to push through with rain overnight, but uh, welcome to the show, folks. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman. Producing the outdoor show this morning is Jace and our sponsors today, the Belleville Meat Market, Boyd's One Stop, and Mainstream Marketing. And uh, that was a tough, good game, you know, a really good game, but a tough loss for the Belleville Bramers yesterday. They lost 28-26 to 26 to Gilmore, but uh, heck of a job we support uh, our people in the Belleville area. And uh, sorry for the loss, but, uh, hey, great season. All right, looking at uh, weather right now, it's 61 down on the island in Galveston. Uh, North winds are starting to kick in down there. But uh, right now, today's forecast is calling for windy conditions, cloudy skies, and uh, we'll fare off and become sunny this afternoon, slight chance of rain shower. And throwing about a twenty percent chance in there, I think that's just a little holdover with this front line. But winds will be north-northwest, twenty to thirty miles per hour. And then for tonight, a clear sky, a low of forty-nine, north-northwest winds ten to fifteen. And uh, looking at for tomorrow, sunny, high of sixty-one, north-northwest, ten to fifteen. So uh, this front fizzling out pretty quick, as it? Uh, we don't, we're not going to keep those strong, hard winds. So. Kind of a favorable-looking finish to the weekend and for next week. Looking at tides for today, these are Galveston Channel Tide predictions, and we have a high. It occurred at 2.19 a.m. It was a 1.4 with a low coming up around noon at 12.13 p.m., a negative 0.6, and then a high at 9.27 p.m. A 1.3, 7.06 a.m. at sunrise, 5.23 p.m. sunset, and our moon phase is 9% current conditions right now on the Galveston channel down there. It's uh, water temp showing uh, 61 degrees this morning. North-northeast 10 to 13 right now and uh, 59 degrees at Eagle Point with a north wind at 6 to 8 and Morgan's Point 60 degrees on water temperature and northwest 10 to 15. So that front starting to move on off the coast and going to blow it on out. Good weather behind. All right. Well, let's uh, head over to the Golden Triangle area. Check in with Captain Bill Watkins this morning. See what he's up to. Bill, good morning. What's going on, bud? Life is good, buddy. Life yes, sir, is it is. Good.
3: Just getting ready to getting ready to send off my two thousand dollar Louisiana out of state charter license.
2: <laughs> You're going to go ahead and do it. I'm going to go ahead and do it. One more
3: time. One more time. I'm gonna be like Samson. One more time, Lord. One more time. Yeah. Let me devastate my enemies. That's that's tough. That's tough having to fork out that kind of money, even though it is a hundred percent write off. Yeah, but know.
2: still it's uh. Still it comes right out, out of pocket your money immediately. Two thousand bucks. That's uh, that's a lot just so a man can go fish.
3: Yeah, and th- the other part is I have to buy a Louisiana license even though I'm way over 65, and uh, they make me do that because I'm considered commercial. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's uh, $2,128. <laughs> well, you're considered commercial
2: on. till it comes time at the end of the year to get your fuel tax credits.
3: <laughs> uh, well, uh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, how about uh, that one?
3: I just do that, in Texas.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: Since I'm a Texas resident, I can do it here. Right. Of course, that don't that don't amount to much, but.
2: Not like it uh, used to.
3: No. And I try my best not to run very far. I had, a, I had an had opportunity yesterday afternoon to get in ahead of this rain, take my grandson fishing, Levi, mm-hmm. and uh, he. He hadn't wanted to fish in a long time. He said, Papa, I think I'd like to go fishing with you. So I jumped at the chance of that because the kid's good. He, he, he knows how to handle his rod and reel. He's got a spinning reel, right. a good one. And he'll, he can handle that thing. He don't ever hit a bush on the bank. <laughs> he, don't, he don't mess up. He does everything just exactly the way you would think it should be done. And uh, I took him out there. And we had about oh two hours fish. We made it to one spot and sat there and spot locked the trolling motor. And in a tide spot where the tide's coming out of deep water, rolling up over a flat, right, and through some islands. And oh my goodness, well, good. we caught we we caught those baby redfish about eighteen inches long. They were in there thick. And uh, you never know what's going to be at that spot. It's it's flounder yeah. or reds or trout. Then we finally caught a 30-inch one, and uh, then we started catching trout late. Later on in that, about 4 o'clock, we started catching some nice trout. I mean, 17, 18-inchers. Yeah. And, uh, and then lost a lost a flounder that we actually could have kept. Uh I think uh, we could have actually got away with that since we were in Louisiana and actually well, Texas, Texas is oven, uh, back on now. Yeah. Texas yeah. is back
2: on now. It's a uh, flounder city, both states for the remainder yeah, of the It was about year. a,
3: about a three pound flounder.
2: Oh, and, that uh, good, nice, uh, easy bake oven.
3: Yeah. He got off right at the boat. I, oh man. That was pretty fish. <laughs> but that was, uh, those trout in that dark, dark, clear water, you could see down. Even without the sunshine, it was overcast. Mm-hmm. You could see down three feet, you know, see those fish moving around down there and flashing that gill. That was uh, that was really cool. But anyway, we, we caught about 15 fish there just visiting and talking and casting.
2: Never moved the boat. Stayed that one spot. Well, that's that's the way to do it for a little two hour quick outing like that. Hey, jump right on them, get them, and go home. Nothing wrong with that, yeah. buddy. Drove about twenty miles. Yeah. Put the boat in. Not that's bad.
3: That's what you call an easy afternoon trip. So, yeah, that's uh, that was good, and uh, we did uh, we did have a kind of a they've got a color that. Uh, K. Wiggler's calls uh, po- Poco Loco, Pollo Loco. It's a chicken bait. But it, that thing's kind of got a pink and a chartreuse-looking pale chartreuse with a lot of sparkle.
2: Yeah, the old puke-truce, uh, lime-truce yeah, pink. puke-truce, uh... that's it. We we just call it Puke Truce. You know, some people call puke it truce. Uh, yeah. Texas it Chicken, and, you know, there's so many yeah. names out there. <laughs> every, oh, yeah. Every company's got a exactly. different name for the same color, you know.
3: Yeah, it looked like kind of like a mixture of Pepto-Bismol and, and Chartreuse. Yeah, well, after and a bad a night, we just
2: call it Puke Truce. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. That's where it's going to be known
3: far from now on in my boat. But that was a color that it has been very, very good. I looked at it. When I got the package, I thought, yeah, that ain't much of a color. But (laughs) the more I fished with it, the better it's Think think
2: of the two different colors this time of year that, you know, you go with a straight lime truce is good or a straight pink is good. And when you combine the two, you get the best of both worlds. And, uh, you know, I had a day. I don't know, four or five years ago, I had David and Tony, some of my good customers, and, man, we were pecking around. We are struggling. We're dying on the vine. It's school bus fishing at its finest, and, you know, we're we're catching fish, but, I mean, it's just miserable, and uh, they said, well, let's, let's just call it a day. Let's start working our way back. I said, well, I got a couple of stops to make on the way. We'll check it out. We pulled up in about... One little area, it's a good drift line from like six to eight feet of water with scattered shell and mud in it. And i seen a couple of mullet flip. I said, let's, let's idle in here and put the throw motor down and just give it about 15 minutes. And David, he's digging around in my leaning post, and he found those puke truce and a uh, little John. He puts one on. He fires out. Boom, he's on. Well, he catches like six in a row. And Tony and I are looking at each other and go, man, we don't want to give in to this and switch over and make <laughs> David feel like he found the magic bait. Well, he did. We ended up catching about fifty fish in three <laughs> drifts, and that was the color and that was the bait. It just ha- it had to be that color. That was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. I mean, we oh, could have yeah. bites on our other colors. That uh, <laughs> you just never know, buddy. You never know.
3: No, that's why it takes some experimentation. Yes. There's uh, there, the different light conditions and watercolor and all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes everything works the same. It'll come
2: into play, won't it?
3: <laughs> and sometimes it's, yeah. And I had one of those on when we started, and he hadn't caught anything for 15 minutes. I think I put about three or four fish in the boat. Yeah. I said, "Hey, maybe it's that bait." So I swapped it out, and I mean, he had thrown three times, and he done hooked up on them nice reds, and the fight was on. And then it, <laughs> then he started catching faster than me. So you know, it's it does make a difference. Absolutely, you can. Uh, you can piddle with it as long as it's working. Don't don't try to fix it. But you know, if it if it's not working, we'll swap out. I've had days that you know one color just seemed to dominate. One particular style of bait will dominate. And uh, man, I mean, it just uh, but. You know, then you have days that you go through every color in the rainbow, and you, you've got 20 dead soldiers laying in the bottom of the boat where everybody's trying different colors and nothing's working. That pretty well tells you you're in the wrong spot.
2: <laughs> wrong something. <laughs>
3: You're not fishing where the fish are, and that's rule number
2: one. Rule number one, you've got to be on fish to catch fish, man. That's exactly right. No matter what you're throwing. Most of the time, it doesn't matter if you're on them, and their fish are frisky and in a good mood and feeding properly. But uh, like you said, some days different things make a difference. Yeah. The heads you're throwing, you told me the other morning you were throwing quarter-ounce jig heads. Are you ninety uh, percent of the time? Is that more like a shad head or what configuration? What type of jig head are you are you favorable to right now that you're throwing the most of? Well, the
3: uh, the best the best shape head I found is a ball head. See, uh, there you go. River. I've been
2: hung up on a gumball head for about three weeks now. It it worked real good down in Corpus when I went down there and fished with Cliff. I had one on oh, yeah. from fishing Galveston. And I, I started out with it, and I was getting a lot of bites with it, and I just stuck with it.
3: I've had people bring me all kinds of prototype jig heads that wiggle and do all this, and Mm and I'm I'm still stuck to that quarter ounce ball head.
2: I like the ball head uh, because it, uh, you know, you stay in contact with your lure better, and plus, it pushes more water. It displaces water as you're pulling it through. And uh, yeah, you get more yeah, of that a too. Up and float down action with it instead of any side to side or wiggle with it. You know, wobble. And uh, it just seems to be the
3: right bait.
2: That's yeah. weird, man. <laughs> that's uh, that,
3: and that's just going through all the different styles of jig heads right. over the last twenty five years. You know,
2: yeah. it, it's you know I keep that was the head I started head. out fishing with forty years ago. You know, we had a pharmacist there yeah. in Baytown named Paul Penny, Penny Pincher Tackle Company, and he he made those heads on the side, and he used to supply me and Blaine with them. And we've been using them for 40 years. And, you know, I'm partial to other heads in <laughs> certain situations and all that, but day in and day out, it just, uh, it's crazy how that works. Let me knock this break out right quick. I'll be right sure, back. Sure, go ahead, man. a second, man. Well, you know the Belleville Meat Market, located right in downtown Belleville, they're uh, easy to find. Look for the big white sign. You can find their processing facility and meat market right next door to one another. This week they're double featuring their dirty rice pecan smoked sausage and their cheddar pecan smoked sausage. You can always try it before you buy it. Free samples are available. And their full menu on pecan smoke barbecue, they serve that Monday through Sunday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., and gift boxes for the holidays, they're available in-store or online, and the Belleville will even help you build a custom box. And their wild game processing, it's second to none, plus they're making vinny dogs and hog dogs using you know homemade hot dogs, making, making them with your own venison or wild pigs. You can bring something home from your hunt the entire family can enjoy all year long. They're open Monday through Saturday at their processing facility at 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., Sundays, 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. And the Belleville celebrating over 42 years serving the greater Houston community. That's the Belleville Meat Market, where meat is our middle name. Call from mom. Answer it.
0: Call silenced.
2: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
0: Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman.
2: My Maria, don't you know i am come along Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, Bill, we are back, my friend we were talking and about we were jig talking, heads talking about jig heads and uh i i've got one
3: that I, I get every once in a while uh it's called yellow mouth jigs right and it it's it's bullet shaped and the, the back end of it where the hook comes out is flat and those are those are very very good the guy uses an X. It, it's hood. flat at the Gisle.
2: base by the head, but it, does it have those little ridges on there to hold the bait when you shove it up on yes. there? Yes. Yeah, I yep. like those kind of heads. It's one too. of the.
3: That's one of the best jig heads I've ever used, and uh, what I'm using right now, till I get rid of all of them, is a friend of mine was making jigs for a long time, and when he went out of business, he gave me about three or four hundred, right. and uh, I've I've just about gone through. Most of
2: it. (laughs) Yeah, on the bottom end of Sabine Lake, that used to last about a week, three or four. About a week. Remember remember that, all that draping going on down there? Oh, golly. There's got to be a million pounds of lead down there on the bottom of that lake. (laughs) No doubt. No doubt the hooks are all rusted off. (laughs) You know, I wonder it, why that yeah, doesn't just, work anymore. Those fish just don't get stacked up down there like they used to. I mean, that used to be absolutely stupid. I, I used to crack up laughing watching everybody. It, just, it lasted
3: for several years in a it row. It did. And now it seems like those fish choose a different area to set up right. in the late spring. And it's kind of crazy. I I mean, I <laughs> thought that that was going to be a thing forever. And everybody keeps waiting for it to come back. I know. And it hasn't. Uh, It's been, you know, even all those wet years we had, the fish were further down the channel where they would set up. Yeah. You know, under the bridge and on the other side. And uh, it's just
2: really awesome. You know, from the bridge, all that big-time shell from the channel that comes in and everything on that Texas side. All those big pig ears on the bottom, and you know all the way yeah. to what we call the post, those two old sunk dead barges or whatever's on the bottom there. I mean, yep. just cut a drift, and the faster you could drift, the better you did. And yeah. you want you wanted <laughs> the wind to blow twenty and thirty miles an hour.
3: That's right. That I saw a guy out there one I've time had a—he had two poles in his uh, rod holders. And put a sail in there to help him
2: blow faster. Yeah, that's that was a guy with a big old twenty-five Bayhawk. They called him the Wizard.
3: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the one.
2: Yeah, older guy. Oh and, man, uh, he'd have ten rods out and he'd make one drift and he'd be limited. All them rods would go <laughs> off at the same time. He'd just go through a school of them. Just here we go. I'll reel them in one at a time. Yeah, that was that was a, a real
3: deal. That had happened every spring. Somewhere between February and uh, first of May, mm-hmm. that, that's, that's when it would kind of happen, and you could just <laughs> almost set your watch by it, but man, I mean, that <laughs> just doesn't happen anymore. That area has been dead for about the last five years. Now it just occasionally how
2: many fish we had back then though, no, that was crazy.
3: Yeah, I've, I've had them come to different places in those years. Since, since all that happened, they, they, mm-hmm. they show up at, you know, sometimes they show up at Lighthouse Cove. Sometimes they show up in, uh, in front of the Chenier. The, and then sometimes they show up uh, further around Blue Butt Point and all down that shoreline. Oh, yeah. And I used just, to love fishing all that. It, it seems like when the, when you have a lot of rain, Yes. And it kind of dirties up a little bit. It moves those fish and bottles them up. But now for the last two years, we have not
2: had that. Right. Uh, they've been distributed enough to where, you know, we yeah, your salt water is better now, salinity wise, and it's that uh, it spreads them out northward. You know.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, and as soon as the water salts up, I don't care if it's. Late May it. or mid-June, they go. Those fish that are resident fish, they go back up.
2: Yeah, they head north yeah. man.
3: Yeah, it's a cycle. You can pretty well predict it, but there are several areas that they'll set up in depending on the freshwater flow. Right. and They'll bottle up in there and go, oh man. But I like it better when it's salty, so it, it spreads everybody out. And then you can really get on a spot depend on it. You know, once you figure that out, you got it. But, I I mean, there's, our fishing up north right now, and I know there's fish down south. There's no no doubt about it. We got fish down there, all down the Louisiana shoreline, all down the, uh, the north levee wall, the south levee wall. There's fish everywhere. But uh, I'm, I'm able to fish up north. I mean, shoot, I did that drum trip the other day, and I well, know where you're fishing.
2: You're able to go every day because you're you can get out of the wind. You got some protection, you know.
3: That's exactly right. If the north wind's pumping, you can still fish. Sure, it's you know just like bass fishing almost. And it, all the all the situations and all the stuff still applies. Uh, There's still a lot of shell beds up there. Some of it's clam shell. And now we've had two salty years, and I'm beginning to find some some old oyster shell or maybe even new oyster shell. It's been really good. good. Been able to catch fish every day, every day. Good solid fish, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's... uh, I just I just uh, hope we can stay on this kind of dry
2: trend for a couple more years and we'll start having big numbers of fish again. Well, I slept like a rock last night and uh I was just dead to the world. I didn't even hear any of the rain, but uh it looks like we got quite a bit. I don't know how I don't know what the totals were. I didn't look at my rain gauge, but there was water standing, so that's good, I guess.
3: Yeah. I mean yeah, I'm, fine, uh, I'm
2: fine with drought conditions for fishing purposes. <laughs> for for yeah, hunting purposes and all that I'm not, but uh you know, there's there's no such thing as the perfect scenario in Texas. It's one extreme to another, you know. <laughs> Seems uh, like it. Yeah, this is a tough it. state. It's it a is. tough state to live but in. Texas tough, but baby. <laughs> yeah,
3: Texas tough. But yeah, it's uh we need a little rain, of course, all, but it's been coming right along. And uh, I have got about three or four inches in my pond, mm-hmm. which was almost dry. I yeah, mean, I remember you telling me your
2: pond was almost all the way dry. Uh,
3: yeah, it's almost dry. There was a puddle right in the middle of it about three inches deep. Now it's probably about seven or eight inches deep. So yeah. every one of these little showers that come through is putting a little more in there, but, uh, you know, spring will probably it'll probably freshen up a little bit.
2: Yeah, it just and, hey, uh, just a blink of an eye and those ponds will be overflowing, you know, the way things go in this yeah. state. That's true. I'm seeing some pretty good deer being killed right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm seeing nice some deer. pictures, man. Yeah. Big boys. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you some photos. Oh, yeah, good. cool. Well, that's... Uh, I like looking at the deer pictures. Oh, yeah. Blaine's doing good on his place. Well, he, his uh, his deer hunting is just starting to get good. He's had some bad luck the last couple of mornings. They've been fogged in. Raining and oh, fogged no. at the same time, you know, and no business. Oh, no. That's not that, good uh,
5: for that
3: place. That's a
2: hard pill to swallow sitting in a deer stand. You can't see anything. All the deer are <laughs> A hundred to uh, two hundred yards away from you, and you can't even see. Yeah, them. He, you can see silhouettes. You can't feeders. make out horns or anything. Yeah, he has feeders probably that are a hundred yards from the Well, stand. that's a close one for South Texas. Usually one fifty. He's got a couple of yeah. stands that are they're like two hundred, but the deer are a lot more relaxed when they come out. They know you're in that stand, man. They just know. <laughs> <laughs> especially the mature ones, yeah. the older ones. Those, those deer ain't stupid. <laughs> no, they're not. They're not stupid. All right, Bill. Yep. Well, hey, buddy. You have a good weekend, and, uh, hey, it looks like we've got a decent week ahead of us get some more fishing in before Christmas.
3: Yeah, I've got a couple of days scheduled next week.
2: Uh, yeah, let's rock and roll.
3: Yeah, sure, uh
2: Get my licks in before I leave, leave to go hunting, catch some more fish, man. Well, look, buddy, if somebody wants to call you about coming over to Sabine and fishing with you, checking on your openings, how do they get a hold of you? 409-673-9211. All right. Keep getting that grandson out on the water, man. That's good That's good therapy for him. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it yes, is. All, All right, right buddy. buddy. Have a good hey, one. thanks, Bill. See you, man. All right. That's Captain Bill Watkins over at Sabine Lake and the Belleville Meat Market. What a great place to shop and have all of your processing needs done. This week at the Belleville, they're double featuring their Dirty Rice Pecan Smoked Sausage and their Cheddar Pecan Smoked Sausage. Try it before you buy it. Free samples are always available. And their full menu on Pecan Smoke Barbecue, they serve that Monday through Sundays, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And uh, check out all their pulled pork and homemade hot dogs, brisket. I mean, it's all excellent. And gift boxes are available in-store or online. Give them a call. They'll help you build a custom box for the holidays. And Wild Game Processing, they're making their vinny Dogs and Hog Dogs. That's homemade hot dogs using your own venison or wild pigs. You can bring something home from your hunt. The entire family can enjoy all year long. Their processing facility open Monday through Saturday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Sundays, 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. And the Belleville Meat Market celebrating over 42 years serving the greater Houston community. That's the Belleville Meat Market, where meat is our middle name.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.
5: the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
1: Live from the Twin peak Studios, Sports Radio 610 Presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman.
2: Good morning. Welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right. 433 here in the Bayou City. Let's run up to Conroe, check in with the fish dude. Richard, good morning. How are you, man? I'm
4: good, Mickey. How about yourself?
2: I couldn't be better. It's a no, nice Saturday that, morning.
4: Yeah, I know that day. At least that rain got out of here. That wind's blowing a little bit. So well, we'll just have to see how that plays out today. So, i Hopefully it don't blow too dang hard. I ain't, ma- I ain't quite made it to the lake. I'm about a mile and a half, but uh, it's uh, I'm, I'm ready to see what them dang no hybrids are gonna do. If it's blowing too hard, though, I ain't gonna try them. That's that's the thing. It gets gets blowing too dang hard. I ain't gonna go out there and beat everybody up because it's uh, that the way that wind's blowing. up. I, I ain't quite figured out if it's northeast or due north, but it's uh, it might even be a little northwest. I don't know. I ain't got out there except for when I walked out of the house a while ago. And, it, it like I say, it's kind of blowing pretty good. I hadn't even checked the wind speed or nothing. Just like get out on the water and see what it looks like. But hybrids right. did good yesterday. They did good yesterday. We just – we man, I, I, can't, I can't believe how many of them 17- and three-quarter-inch fish I've been catching here lately. Yesterday, <laughs> I mean, we caught the heck out of them. They got to be 18 to keep. So – but we caught a bunch of them yesterday, between seventeen and a half, seventeen three quarters. And that's you know, I tell those guys yesterday, I said, you know, I don't mind catching them because that's a that's a good sign the population's healthy. So uh, you know, it's better to have those short ones because they'll be they'll be full grown here in another couple of months anyway. They'll stretch on out, but but uh we ended up we end up keeping a limit of keepers yesterday. And then probably had oh probably had three or four extra keepers, but good night we had I am gonna guess at least twenty uh that were that were too short. So and, and that's all good. That's all we did. Then we ended up catching a few blue cats out there and a couple of largemouth bass too. Them goofy rascals hanging out chasing them them shad out there in open water. So that's uh the just same, you know, it just Typical wintertime stuff. Whenever mm-hmm. those that, that shads start bunching up, well, everything gets after them. You just got to get out there in them and, and find the shad. And it's, where I was catching them yesterday, it's kind of strange. It's the mouth, mouth of the creeks. That's kind of where the shad are bunching up out there in about 30 foot of water right now. But the shad are only like 10 feet below the surface, 10 to, 10 to 15 feet down in 30 foot of water. And they're just... Kinda of just in nothing. There's there's no you know, typically you'll you'll follow ledges or drop offs or, or points or something like that. These these fish and the bait are just out there in the middle of no man's land. There ain't nothing around. It's just that's where they're at and and then after like the sun popped out for a little bit yesterday. As soon as that sun popped out, all the bait just disappeared. I mean it was about I guess about ten thirty or so all that bait just started disappearing on us. And I mean, there, whenever we first pulled in there yesterday morning, and it with cloud cover and everything, that dang bait was stacked up. I mean, there was, I bet there was 50 acres of bait just around in the mouth of this creek. And it just, you couldn't get out of it. And then as it, as it got later in the day, it, it just disappeared. So I don't know, that all just went deeper. Went back in the creek or whatever. We were already, already pretty much done anyway. So I didn't, I didn't chase them around and go looking for them
5: because that's all.
4: That's one thing they they said yesterday. The best part about this is we didn't have to go nowhere. We pulled up to one spot. I thought I said we're going to go from here to here to there, which was about oh a good little over a quarter of a mile, maybe close to half a mile. And I said I'm just going to check see where the biggest population of fish is in this bait. And that's where we're going to start. And so we run, run across about that creek and checked out that little stretch. And I said, the most of the fish are back on the other side. So we went back over there and I said, we'll just start here. Work our way back over that direction and then we'll come back. And that's what we did. And I mean, this they hung in there real good. Uh, I don't know how long this cloud cover is going to lay in here this morning, but, but uh, if it does, I'm I'm kind of expecting the same thing as yesterday. Even though I know we're going to go catfishing, because these these guys they I don't got them used to catfishing. They try to come out about once a month and restock. So it's uh it's one of those, one of those deals where I know what they want to do, but I want to do this other if I if that wind will let us. So, and that's fine, too. It don't hurt my feelings. We'll do both. Any, any, anything we can to catch as many as we can. That's just, that's me. But, man, I tell you what, it's, that, that wind blowing is, like I say, it makes you question where you need to go because it's, you don't need to be caught out there in, the, in any bad wind. You no. Know, that's, that, that, that hurts people. And that, so many people, <laughs> including
2: so, so myself,
4: them, I guarantee you <laughs> those waves are bumpy anymore ain't they?
2: I'm and telling it, you that some, jar of hurt. Your body. some of them got concrete in between them. <laughs>
4: I know they do. I mean, that's, it feels like it. That's for dang sure. When I mean, you're going along there, just fine. And then the next thing you know, you hit one of them hard ones like that. And it's like, what in the world? I mean, that dang thing was just hard as it could be. And it just, I mean, it just bone, it jars all of your bones. It ain't just one, it, it jars everything. And them, you know, it's like years ago, running them John boats out there and that rough stuff. Well, your kidneys be screaming at you when you get up. Oh, but man. They did, man, it beat the heck out of you. And, it's, you know, but that's, that's how you kind of learn, you know. You, you learn this, you can get out here and do this and that with a certain kind of boat, like a John boat, great river boats. I don't want them in open water, though. Get out there in that open water; it'll beat you to death. They, yeah, there's no thing such
2: thing as a perfect boat.
4: No, there isn't. There really isn't. I mean, you,
2: one that's you good for stuff. rough water and everything you can't use in shallow water because it draws yep. too much. And you know, it's that's just right. the way it is. Some are wet, yep. some are rough. I mean, it's hard yeah. to find a perfect setup.
4: That's why you got to have so many. That's why I got five of them five uh, you
2: got five yes, boats
4: yes sir i had six i got rid of one of them i didn't need two bass boats but i, I mean like i got i got that kenner i got right. a 21 foot kenner i've got this pathfinder 24 foot pathfinder i've got a 520 ranger bass boat i've got a pontoon boat and then i got my john boat my so god i know i know i need a hole in the head
2: i need to buy insurance <laughs> for all five of those
4: I hear you. I said, I'll tell you what. It's expensive. There ain't no doubt. Just you know, my, mainly the two I got, I got running all the time. That's that's that insurance eats me alive. It's five thousand a year. Oh I mean, that's, I know. I mean, people people think about oh, insurance that ain't bad. Bulloney. Not when you start running a business out of a boat. You know, normal normal people pay anywhere from three to you know. Three
2: three to 600 a year we dropped him didn't we jace i think we did get him back at uh i thought i was gonna get through a show without that happening again we had a lot of problems yesterday with this and uh we haven't seemed to find out why it's happening but uh never fear we'll get we'll get the fish dude back finish this conversation but it uh yeah that's uh what something's that's really increased, man. The last couple of years is insurance. All right, here we go again. All right, Richard, yeah. we we're talking about insurance. I don't know why it dropped. Uh, I, I, don't, I apologize for that. But uh, that, ain't,
4: that ain't nothing. That ain't nothing. I mean, it's you know, like I say, it's normal pay, people pay three to six hundred a year. But when you start talking about running a business or, or a commercial operation out of a boat, it all changes. Yeah, I mean, and you're
2: actually uh, more experienced and uh, and safer than the average exactly. Joe, and they don't have to pay the prices that the experienced boatmen do. You know, that's I just mean, uh,
4: that's, that just really amazes me too, because the inexperienced guy, he's the one that's going to go out there and he's going to run on sandbar, he's going to hit a bunch of
2: stuff, leave and, the plug out and sink his rig, or yeah, I never yeah, hit something. Yeah, it's it doesn't make any sense, does it? Yeah, it's like it you ought to be rewarded for your you know, yeah, for, for being the experience. experienced and being a safe boater, and it it well, doesn't work like that.
4: No, it doesn't work like that at all. They just they consider the days on the water, I guess, more than anything. You know, because you got in, the more days you spend out there, the more opportunities you have to to do something to it. But you know, like like I say, when you're experienced for the most part, you're not gonna you're not gonna hit nothing. You know, like, well, and there's
2: probably nothing against you or. or Towards you, but it's it's the other guy they're worried about, I guess.
4: Yes, that's that's more more of it than anything, and and I mean that's that's fine with me. I just I do what I got to do to make sure I keep running and and make sure I'm well covered on insurance because that's that's one thing about uh, some guys. I'm not going to say a lot of guys, but some guys out there they ain't got a lick of insurance on you if you're in their boat. I mean that's yeah. and you uh, well you know that because you get all these. These COVID guys that showed up, they uh, –
2: COVID guys. <laughs>
4: yeah, you know, I mean, they – them rascals, I guarantee you, they don't understand you got to have a different insurance whenever you're out there on the water like that. Right. Whereas, you know, because they think, hey, I, you know, I'm doing this, and I'm going to just continue Yeah, the biggest my...
2: part is, is the commercial liability. That's, that's Correct. the big deal.
4: That is the big deal. See, i got a million in liability on mine because I don't want – Can lose you get everything. a million-dollar
2: policy in Texas now? You used to. You couldn't. You know, well, I get I was, got uh, a Maximum on. was, uh, I remember back when we fished the Redfish current tournament, they required a half million dollar policy, but they had to make an exception for Texas fishermen because uh, our limit was like 250. Yeah, 250, yeah. See,
4: the, I think the base, the base, the minimum amount you can carry now is 250. And then I'm not sure about the maximum, but I know I've got a million on mine, but I do have to chartered lakes which is that insurance company out of michigan i believe right so they uh you know they carry me for up to a million in liability because you know there for a while the san francisco river authority was requiring us guides on lake conroe to have a license to fish lake conroe that we had to pay for through them every year (laughs) for a couple of years you know and then finally i guess somebody sued them on it and they quit doing all that but but uh no, they actually had the
2: sheriff's department. A lot of that going on, on man.
4: Yeah, I'm, I mean, that's, Everybody's that's
2: just. Everybody's too happy. That's crazy. I
4: know, it's just crazy. But just get over it and go fishing. I mean, that's the way I look at it. But, but uh, you know, they did that for a few years. And, you know, they had actually had the sheriff's department calling all us guys saying, hey, you need to get this license or, or we're coming to get you. And okay, so we went and got the license. You know, Butch, Butch he said they did the same thing to him. So, right. it's, I mean, I'm sure they got Billy and, and Tex and everybody else doing the same thing. So it's just, uh, just a pain in the rear sometimes. But More that's, government you know,
2: intrusion, man. Don't you hate it when Big Brother's always telling you what you got to do and have to do? I know. They don't even know, know anything know. about the business that you're in or what you're doing.
4: That's that's exactly right. You know, it's just like the limits of, of fish out there a lot of times. you got a guy sitting behind a, di- a desk, Never has been fishing day in his life. Sitting there saying, "Okay, well we need. Well, I've got all these numbers in front of me. We need to go by this. This is what we're gonna do, and this is what we're gonna call for limits of fish and things like that. And I mean, that's that's fine. They're crunching numbers, but you know, like snapper limits, for example, that uh, you know, I don't know what y'all are down to, but. You know, it it was, too, and then you had that that limited season on them. And then just like with the the flounder regulations, I understand that the flounder regulations, because they're similar to our crappie. You know, we need to have a closed season on crappie up here on Conroe, for sure. But it hadn't happened. I've been talking with them about trying to do that, but it hadn't happened yet. You know, just like with, uh, what is it, November, December on flounder down there, Something like that yeah, we
2: just opened back up uh yesterday for the you know the remainder of what flounder there are left to be caught, and, right, uh, right, but they close it down through the height of the uh migration you know for spawning purposes, biomass purposes, so
4: right, and that, I mean that to get the numbers to up price. and and that's what yeah. they
2: did with our trout after the freeze and all that, and it's uh it's you know I mean you got a lot of yeah. experts. And then you got the guys that that manage the fishery that are biologists and all that, and they're supposed to know. And it's a, hey, it's a, it's a hot topic, buddy. I'll, I'll leave it there. At that. I got to run, Richard. I got to go to Charlie next. But hey, if somebody wants to call you about coming up and fishing with you, man, give them some info.
4: All right, Nick, anyone get in touch with me at 936-661-7920. You can on Facebook to check out the Fish tooth Guide Service. You can email me at admin at fishtoothgx.com. Or just check out
2: the webpage, Fish2TX.com. All right, Richard, be safe out there. Catch them up, man. Hybrid city. Yes, sir.
4: All right, brother. Yes, sir. Y'all have fun.
2: You too. Bye. Later. All right, now let's go down to Matagorda and check in with Captain Charlie P. this morning. Charlie, what's up? Nothing new, Mickey. Same old stuff. Yeah. How are you? Oh, I'm good, man. You, you percolating all right this morning? So far. Sound good. Sound rested up.
6: Yeah, I've been resting this week. I got to fish all next week and and uh, hoping that uh, I'm
2: not going to have to deal with a bunch of fog. But we'll Boy, see. I hope not. Boy, Blaine's yeah. been fighting that stuff with his deer hunting this year. That's Man, I hate deer hunting in the fog. It's just. It yeah. You punch drunk. Yes,
6: it does. Yes, it does. But it's something we got to deal with.
2: Oh, yeah. Yep. Part of, no. part of the life of an outdoorsman, you just gotta go with what the what the flow is. I mean, Mother Nature deals you all these hands, you gotta deal with it. The good ones come yep. out all right and the not so good, they struggle.
6: No doubt about that. No doubt about that. But at least we're you know, where they there predicted the winds to be down this week so
2: you know, yeah they're going to we'll come on down uh behind this front it's not going to hang on and uh it doesn't look like we're going to get that you know high pressure to slide over there and sit to the east and just pour all that east wind on us you ought to see how bulled up those tides were this morning when i came in my goodness boy that east uh-huh. wind p- put some water in our bay geez yeah
6: well, uh, that front hadn't hit yet. I'm still I'm in still Yeah, sure it,
2: uh, it had just hit when I left the house. It had just switched out of the north, or actually northwest. Well, it uh, it's supposed
6: to be northwest for several days, so hopefully it'll mm-hmm. knock that tide back down. So, but you know, it it it's that time. Of the year. fishing should be good. Should be real good. So we'll see what happens when you're heading out to go deer hunting.
2: Um, man, I'm leaning towards uh, Christmas Day around noon or 1, What? just whenever I can get out of there, as long as yeah. I can get down there in time to throw a couple of round, rounds down range, make sure my gun's on, and then go from there. Hmm. Blaine been killing many rattlesnakes lately? Yes. Uh, not here the last few days, but, uh, boy, he sent me a picture of a big nasty about a week ago that uh, right at the gate where I get out of the truck to open the gate for him on this one ranch we hunt. He was coming out. He had dropped hunters off, and he was coming out, and he was on the other side of the gate and saw it and said, oh, my goodness. And he didn't. he didn't even have his pistol with him. <laughs> He killed it with a golf club. <laughs> wow! He had, a, had an old iron in the back of his truck. He uses for something, and he went over there and hit it in the head with a nine iron. I guess I don't know. That's pretty close for a snake dead. that long. I wouldn't. I'd need a driver on that one. Hmm, man, something with a real long shaft. <laughs> yeah, buddy.
6: Yep. Makes you wonder how many of those big snakes we all walk walk by. You know, know. all
2: the time. You don't ever see them. They don't. Some of them, you know, if they don't, they don't buzz. You don't hear them. Don't know they're there. And uh, I know one guy a few years ago, he got popped by one right under his blind when he was fixing to get in it. And uh, it was uh, 28 degrees. (laughs) That cold. But he said he almost stepped on it and he was so close to it, it, it nailed him. That ruined Man, I, hunt. <laughs>
6: I know I've had some close calls over the years. Yeah, you have,
2: especially the one yeah. in
6: your boat. Gosh! Well, that was heart
2: attack city right there. Boy, I just make you wonder how somebody didn't get popped by that by that snake being in a boat like that. It's crazy. <laughs> I fished for three days with a thirty-eight inch rattlesnake by my feet. <laughs> Driving the boat. <laughs>
6: yeah. Under my rain gear anyway uh, fishing should be okay this week yeah but, uh, I think so. We had so much wind this week that I just fished Monday and Tuesday and and put a couple off and and uh, right waiting for a good stretch of weather. And you never know what you're going to get in January and February. You know, we can uh, we can have a mild winter and just have beautiful fishing the whole time. You just We've never know. We've seen that
2: before too.
6: Oh heck yeah! Yeah, those those first two weeks of February can be outstanding. I've had some really
2: good Februaries over the years. Yep. Yeah. Weight uh, fishing, catching big girls. Well, they call it a big girl beatdown. Yeah. I don't know how many of those big girls we got left. Well, that's, but, well, that's true, but uh, it sounds good, Charlie. It makes you yeah. makes you wish. For one more run, them. Yeah, buddy. It seems like
6: lately, Mickey, all the bigger fish have been out. They're not on a shoreline. Right. You know,
2: I haven't been white fishing a lot, but I've talked to a lot of people that have been, and well you know, there's big fish at the cliffs caught, you know, they've been they've been out on deep rocks, you know, like five, six feet of water.
6: Yeah. The the, the shorelines in mid Bay reefs are you know, they're sixteen, seventeen inch trout. They're not those bigger fish. And, right. And you know, I've stumbled across some, you know, twenty fours, twenty fives, a few twenty sixes out there drifting, but uh you know, not like we normally get them. But we'll see. You know, exactly. these fish are, you know, I've got a few spots that I catch them this time of year, the bigger fish, and I've already caught a few there. So mm-hmm. I should find out this week what well, we, we got.
2: should still be there because you've been turning them loose.
6: Yeah. Yeah. We try not to keep anything over 20 inches, you know. I'm waiting, brother. And and people are, are letting us do it. And, even my big meat haulers have come around to to realize that we don't have it anymore, and
2: we need to protect what we got. Well, and if you're killing fish, that's for table purposes, and you might as well catch the ones that taste the best. Big yeah. trout don't taste near as good as those smaller fish. No, no. But
6: uh, you
2: know, every now and then you got to kill one. You got to dig that hook out. Well, and to make it. So. It happens. Yeah. yeah. It does. It happens. That's just part of the game, man. We're doing the best we can. Yes, we are. I'm proud of everybody. Everybody's going with the flow and not a lot of whining and crying going on. And, uh, hey, it is fishing. We're out there for the fun of it and to be able to set the hook and a nice fish and catch it. And, hey, that's the luxury of fishing. You can always make your own decision, throw that fish back in the water. That's right. That's right. All right, buddy. Well, hey, I'll uh, see what I can do with the weather gods for next week. I'd sure like to get, you know, a couple of trips in and catch some more fish and get ready for a little deer hunting and dove hunting action. Yeah, you probably need some fish to take take to
6: the deer lease with you.
2: No, uh, I'm sure Blaine's got that covered. You know, he's an old meat hauler. I'm sure he's got them stacked up down there. Oh, yeah. That's right. You're right about that. (laughs) Well, we'll see what happens this week, Mickey. All right, Charlie, throw your number out. Somebody wants to give you a call about fishing, buddy. 713-725-2401. All right, Charlie P., good talking to you, man. Talk to you next week. Take care, Mickey. Later, bud. All right, that's Captain Charlie P. down in Matagorda. Time for our top of the hour break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show